When we heard that they were making a movie about the whole GameStop insanity, we thought, great, this is the perfect Hollywood plot. The everyday amateur investor underdogs find a way to beat Wall Street at their own game. It's kind of like our own Wolf of Wall Street that we actually lived through, complete with tendies, gorillas, rockets, and diamond hands. Then we heard they were naming the movie Dumb Money, and we, well, we immediately called our lawyers. This is our federal trademark on Dumb Money. But after we worked all of that out, we wanted to be a part of it. And yes, we actually are in the movie. And not much of a spoiler here because you know the game stock price goes to the moon. But if you pay close attention, right, as GME's stock price breaks through $300 a share, you'll see the three of us for about two seconds. So don't blink or you'll miss it. The movie is now playing on just eight screens in select cities. It opens in more cities today and everywhere on September 29th. We've seen it. So today on Dumb Money, we thought it would be fun for Dumb Money to review Dumb Money the movie. This is Dumb Money Live. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are the original OG real Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Uh, Roaring Kitty, if you're out there watching right now, DM me. We would love to have you on. In the meantime, if you're not deep F in value, take a second, smash the like button for the almighty algorithm. Chris Jordan, I'll start by saying that this was probably the most fun I've had at the uh, movie since Back to the Future came out when I was 10 years old. Uh, I'm not sure if it was just the anticipation of seeing us in the movie and then actually seeing us in the movie uh, or because it's a story that I lived through firsthand or maybe it maybe it isn't even that good of a movie. And, you know, right now, the, the critics seem to agree it was 87 percent yesterday. It's dropped a little bit today as more and more reviews come in. But that's still certified fresh. Uh, I saw this in New York, so I really haven't even talked to you guys about this too much. Let's start with you, Jordan. What are your initial takes on the movie? Uh, I thought it actually did a really good job of just portraying the situation. I thought they did it just through, you know, just through these little small situations and cinematography and acting. I thought they did a really good job of just laying out what actually happened, at least as good of a job as you can lay out um, in a, you know, hour and a half movie. Well, and, and they kind of were able to put it all on this one character and turn it into like the Hollywood version of the story. Cause there's so much going on, but to tell it in a story, I, I thought that it was well executed, likable cast, uh, all of, all of the things. And, and see the soundtrack was amazing. I thought, uh, but seeing like a financial thriller that, that kind of captured that sense of what it was like, you know, during lockdown when the stock market craziness was happening, Chris, what, what about you? Dumb Money was my favorite financial movie since Wall Street, period. Best original soundtrack, Wall Street. <laughs> best soundtrack for any movie about money. Nothing even comes close. It starts out strong best, on the soundtrack. I'm going to yeah. say this. I'm going to say that Dumb Money is by far the best cast that I've ever seen in a finance movie. I still like Wall Street better, but the cast is just so interesting in this movie and i'm gonna say also it's the most fun i've ever had watching a movie about investing or finance like i just and what was it because it was such a good movie or because it's like oh yeah i remember when that happened and i want to see how they tell this part of the story that was a part of our lives dumb money is to okay let, let, let's just say this the same way that Wolf of Wall Street was the movie for finance bros, 
Dumb Money is the movie for every one of those degenerates that were trading during the pandemic. Like, this is their movie. And honestly, Dave, like, I don't consider myself one of those people, but, like, we were right there with them the whole time, like, side by side. And to get to see a movie for them was super cool and i don't think they could have done a i don't think they could have done a better job like that movie they, was did, a, they so did a good job of really explaining that whole kind of class warfare between the everyday underdog and the you know wall street elite and we're definitely not the wall street elite and we're not the kind of just trading on robin hood for the first time we're somewhere in the middle but i still just really kind of related yeah. to what was going on so let's go back in time did either of you make money on the GameStop trade? Yes. I, Dave, I, I, I want to say I made hundreds of thousands of dollars trading GameStop four or five times over the course of that roller coaster ride. Our methodology was really simple. We applied social ARB, which is what Dumb Money's all about, to the GameStop trading. And anytime the level of volume around GameStop started to accelerate, we would go along GameStop. As soon as the level of volume and activity of people speaking about GameStop started to flatten, we would sell. And it was just that simple. We did it like four or five times. And there was that one trade. Do you remember that trade when I was it GameStop or AMC? I don't remember. I think see, and that's the thing. I I in my mind, I thought I made money on GameStop. I actually went back and looked. And I actually lost, and it was an insignificant amount around, it was under 100K, uh, but I made all of that back in other trades. My big trade at the time was cost headphones. And that's the thing that the movie didn't really address is that there was the AMC trade. There was all of these kind of other, yeah. you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, all, yeah, all of think, these other trades. Yeah, I think they had to simplify the plot a little bit and just focus on one thing because or else I think the, the movie could have gotten scattered. But in you guys, way, yeah. all the different things that were going on at the time. Do you right. guys remember, though, do you remember the tweet I sent out when I fully got out of GameStop? And at that moment, at that second, it could have <laughs> been coincidence or it could have been that one or more people were following that Twitter account of mine and sold off and it set off a chain reaction that was the moment that GameStop started to tumble. And, well, and I people... think that that's, that's kind of right around the moment when Deep F and Value was off the radar and nobody knew what he was doing. And the movie did a real got, good job of like making him the, the one person everyone was looking to. But in reality, people were like looking at everything they could get their hands on. They were yeah. deep into Wall Street bets. They were deep into Twitter. They were deep into YouTube videos. Uh, and when, when Kitty was no longer making content, they were watching us. Yeah. Right. So, the I one got thing so that I thought they could have you added have... was that there's, in my mind at least, there's no way that there weren't institutions in there uh, pushing on that short squeeze. You're yeah, saying there's no way sides. there weren't. What's that? You're saying there's no way that there weren't institutions right. pushing. Yeah, of course institutions were pushing the short squeeze. Right. And I'm telling, like, listen, I know. And so it's all like this, you know, you know, the every man versus the institution. But it was more, you know, I think it was, I think it was that, but I think it was also a lot of institution versus institution. I, I, I did not own that much GameStop yeah. to even remotely touch or move that market. But I do know that there are numerous hedge funds that follow my Twitter account, um, that follow me. And I, I look back, I got a lot of crap 
for that. People are saying that I caused the drop in GameStop that ultimately never recovered from that. Literally that minute, it was someone else tweeted my tweet with a graph and it was the minute that I put that tweet out was the peak and then it immediately collapsed. But I think it could have been some sort of weird chain reaction that I never would have intended, obviously. Yeah. But that was a, it was a wild time. So I was thinking, well, like, if they were to put, you know, put us on in the title sequence, you know, you know how they have the little, like, thing says so-and-so? You haven't seen the movie yet, and this isn't ruining anything. It's just that, that we're, we're not going to give any true spoilers, although, you know, if it's something that you know about the history of how this happened, we'll talk about that. But the style of how they kind of showed so-and-so has this much money. Mine would have said uh, made a million dollars in six months. What would yours say? I, I wasn't up a million, but probably cl close to a million on GameStop. Yes, close to it. 800,000, I'll say. Wait, well, I didn't trade GameStop. You didn't trade GameStop? No, I don't trade stuff like that. That's yeah. not, that's not, that's not <laughs> oh, what I do. Dude, you missed out. <laughs> you <laughs> missed out. Even our varsity text chain was all about like, oh, we found the next one. We found the next GameStop. It yeah. was like, that's Damn. all anyone was talking about in the summer of or when, when, what was that? 2021, nice. uh, January of 21. There were 50 year old dads in my neighborhood that had never traded a stock that opened up a Robinhood account to trade GameStop. Right. It was great. Everywhere I went, that's all anybody asked me about was GameStop for like six months. <laughs> and I do want to talk about the Robinhood subplot that, that is in the movie. Um, but before we get to that, because we should have been characters in this movie, I would. I just want to ask who your favorite characters were, because I can tell you, I had a character that just I thought stole the show. Oh, I want to say mine first in case we have the same character. Then. I, I bet we do. Okay, okay. Pete Davison. <laughs> yes. Crushed. This is his best performance of all time. If Absolutely. Pete Davison gets nominated for a, a Academy Award. I, I can't even imagine that be character happy. being an Academy Award character, but absolutely. I mean, it's such a minor role. I don't even know. I don't even know if that character was real. Uh, does Keith have a stoner brother? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, it did. I think. I think it did do a good job of just, you know, show just showing the dichotomy between what other people on the outside think about him versus what his family on the inside. And it's kind of like what everyone was saying. I'm sure everybody's family was like, "What are you doing? Why are you? Yeah, why are well, you invested yeah. in this? Yeah. Like the the blockbuster of its time." Right. I love his character so much. I'm going to tell you right now. I will watch that movie again just to see Pete Davidson. But also, every character was so well cast. Even small char characters like Shailene Woodley, like. It, it was, could you imagine anyone but her playing that role? Like, it was all so perfectly cast. It was, yeah, awesome. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they did such a good job of making the little investors all likable characters and the sure. Wall Street guys all kind of like over the top caricatures <laughs> of like playing tennis and buying out. That probably happened, but they did a good job of like making them just not fully developed characters that, that you just don't like. Okay. Also, though, Jordan, you could say your favorite, but I, then I have I have a second. I have to. We have to. Oh, well, we have to talk about these guys yeah. next. Okay, go ahead, Jordan. Go. What's yours? I'm I, I'm a Seth Rogen fan, so I thought he was I thought he was good in it. He, he kind of he got outside of his normal uh, like his normal typecast like weird funny guy, and he was yeah. just kind of the scummy, 
you're this scummy fund manager that you just, like you said, Dave, you just don't like him, right? And I think he did a good job playing that character. Dude, yeah, Seth he was, Rogen crushed. He, so he did. Yeah. He did. He crushed. He, I, I'll, I, I would honestly, like, I'd watch the movie again for the soundtrack. I would watch the movie just for my appreciation of the actors and how good of a job they did in this film. Like, And I normally never say that. Uh, I'm, I'm not that type of film guy. But... It, and the editing, how often, how awesome was like the editing in the movie? It was great. Little things like that. But it wasn't as like a creative editing style. It didn't have multiple storylines cutting back and forth, but it told the story it, well. It, but no, Dave, what I what I mean by that is I feel like the music and the editing and all that was exactly what you would want for this culture that they were kind of covering right like and like, i have already added some cardi b into my uh playlist that i listen to in my life so now I, the movie is more a part of it's it's great megan the trainer <laughs> stallion um, um okay what so this i know the whole time you were watching the movie you're like when when are we going to be in it when are we going to be in it every time they did a montage we were, i was just like okay you got to pay a lot of attention Head on the swivel. Make sure you see everything, because we we were told we were in it, but we hadn't had no idea when or where or what clip they used. So tell me about. So I saw this in New York. There were other people in the theater who were clearly in the movie because when they did those montages, you would hear like little cheers going out from various sections. Huh. And then when our cl clip came on, Megan is sitting next to me going, "Oh my God, you're ready, you're ready." <laughs> So well, I, I literally couldn't hear the movie. I couldn't tell what was going on. It was such a blur. I have to see the movie just to see us again. But what what was it like? I, you two went together, right? Yeah, y yeah. We, yeah we, it was we, it was Chris, me, and uh, and Adrian, my wife, went. Yeah, it, it it was it was. So I thought for sure they had. By the way, for those of y'all that don't know, they had a bunch of like t all TikTokers in the movie, like a ton of like yeah. financial TikTok accounts. I think we were the only YouTube account in the movie. Um, but I thought for sure they would gonna give us one of those little tiny tiles that fades away in the corner and you wouldn't even see who, that it was us. So I yeah. was shocked when they gave us half like we took the up screen. half the screen. Yeah. And, and like, was... they, they left our Twitter handles on the screen too. Yeah, like, I was are we shocked. gonna get new Twitter followers from two seconds in a movie? I haven't Maybe, noticed yeah. an increase, so you know. <laughs> no, no one's seen the movie yet. That's a good point. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. It's on eight um, screens. But it opens up in a whole bunch more. It's like in six cities right now. It opens up in a bunch more, including Dallas, where we are uh, today. It, it was and someone it in our was, chat I saw is going to the movie right after watching this. Dave, it was cool because I immediately when I saw the clip of us, dumb money in dumb money, <clears throat> my mind raced back to that day I was in your living room. I will never forget it. Me and you had been going back and forth, and Jordan, you were with us on text strings trying to come up with a um, a brand and a title for the YouTube channel we were launching like six years ago. And uh, and we, Dave, me and you were going back and forth, back and forth, right? First used <laughs> in commerce in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> and and we came up with dumb money, and like I, I'll never forget, I was so excited because I was like, this is so perfect because. It's the slang word that, you know, behind the scene at the time, it was like very behind the scenes that like Wall Street guys would talk about retail traders as being dumb money. It's not a term that was really used publicly at all before our yep. channel came out in 2018. But I knew the term because 
like occasionally they would use it in a derogatory sense. Like I would be in meetings with hedge funds uh, back in our ticker tag days, Jordan, yeah. and have hedge fund guys refer to dumb money. And I was like, I, I, I felt insulted every time someone would use that word. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's Embrace make it. this word, this phrase into a positive thing. And let's show them that dumb money is smarter than them. And that's what everything we've tried to do the past six years. And But we will never have the reach that this movie has. Well, maybe we will someday. Who knows? When we're like 70 and on YouTube for 30 years. But but the reach that this movie <laughs> has... And by the way, Dave, did you notice? Like They went all in on our definition, on yes. everything that we have been preaching. They took that and they went all in on that, which was not part of the book to my knowledge that they adapted. Um, so it was really interesting that they didn't just use our title, which we licensed to, we licensed them the title so that they can use it in this movie. They asked us and we licensed it to them. Uh, but they, they actually did a great job with, with explaining what dumb money is and why you should be proud to be called dumb money. And for that, I sincerely appreciate the entire team that made this movie uh, because that's all we would have ever asked for them. We had no control over what they did with our with our name. We had we gave them full control. They wouldn't let us tell them anything, but I'm happy they did a good job with it. I agree. Uh, so speaking of dumb money and kind of all this first time investors, this is something that every movie about finance has to do. They have to dumb it down for the audience. Tell, tell me your thoughts on the the scenes where it's like nurse. Uh, the nurse has to explain exactly what you know a short is or what a you know. They had to do it. I thought they. I thought they got away with it without like. I guess not as clever as having Barbie sitting in a bathtub uh, talking to the camera, but they 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 got the point across. And I feel like even someone who didn't know, never watched a, a finance uh, movie, didn't know, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, didn't know Big Short. They did a good job. Well, yeah, I think they let the layman explain things in layman's terms, um, but that were well thought out and uh, and and they got the point across. Right. And so I think I, I think you're right. I think when that's part of the whole movie, I think that, you know, they just did a really good job um, portraying these financial situations and terms in a way that anybody can understand, but that didn't take away from, you know, the gravity of what was going on. I think they did a great job. Like, yeah. I love that they didn't shy away from options and shy yeah. away from shorting. They, they, I mean, yeah. they... And they, they didn't go in-depth. In. Like, they didn't try to really explain what an option... We've we've talked for an hour on a show before trying to explain options. You can't. You can't explain it. it but just the idea of, oh, yeah, you can bet in the opposite direction, uh, you know, and... Yeah. I, I was happy with it. I was actually... I thought they did a better job than I ever would have anticipated. So, like, yeah. I think they nailed it. And as as far as like other movies, Chris, you said that this is the most fun you've had since uh, the original Wall Street. We've had uh, Wolf of Wall Street. We've had Big Short. What? How do you how do you think it compares? I I, I know I'm the only person on in finance that didn't like Wolf of Wall Street. Like I know I'm the only person that that did not like that movie. I had a problem with that movie. Also. The Big Short was one of my favorite books of all time. 
I could not wait. I was counting the days to see that movie, and I was disappointed by The Big Short. I didn't like The Big Short, the movie. Loved Big Short, the book. Didn't like the movie. So, and and you know how I feel about Wall Street. Wall Street is like, dude, I I love that movie. I I love that movie. So. I was so pleasantly surprised to finally see a movie about what we love that I that that I thought just nailed it. And, and, you well, know, I, it what I think made it kind of different is that that the main character was someone you were actually supposed to like. Like in Wolf of Wall Street, you don't like him. You know, in Big Short, you're yeah, it's an uber rich nerd who figured something out, but you're not like rooting for the little guy. So I feel like even though we're not, we are dumb money. We're not the you know early first time Robin Hood investor, but I feel like they gave us a likable main character. Great, Roaring yep. Kitty was such a just like you wanted him to win. You, you when his bank account goes up, you're like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. The other thing I think is interesting is that this is it was a historic period piece set in very recent history. Yeah. Which was just you you touched on this earlier, Jordan. It's like. It, it captured that anxiety and, you know, wearing masks and, uh, you know, seeing Nurse Jennifer uh, interacting with a random stranger at a right. gas station. It just really kind of set the time and place without it's having good. to overly say, oh, by the way, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, preserved this like really unique portion of American history, right, which I think I think is useful. The other thing that I really liked is that I think it did a really good job of showing the power of investing and not just, you know, because this was a big short squeeze and you can make tons of money. Um, there was a scene at the beginning of the movie. Um, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything. So if you're afraid of spoilers, walk away, but it's not part of the plot. Um, but where Keith was talking to, I think a cousin or something like that over lunch. And, um, you know, he's revealing how much money he's put into GameStop. And there's the waitress. It's like, you know what I think is interesting that you won't spend $5 on a beer, but you'll spend X number of thousand dollars putting money into a stock. And I think that that's a really good message for people. That's kind of a message that Chris, when you, when you came out with your book, every dollar you don't spend on random stuff in your life can, you can just consider it 10 X or a hundred X that amount because you're going to invest it. Yeah. And I, I, that's the one area of the movie that I was, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to do better here, but if I, had any hand in this movie i would have loved to have shown that it's not you know as dumb as dumb money there are other ways to make money in the market other than trying to screw wall street with the short squeeze that's the only thing that pissed me off but i i get that the movie was about that i just like these movies are opportunities to show people that the ordinary guy girl like we can do not just as well, but we're we can actually do better than professionals uh, with our money, and we shouldn't be afraid of the stock market. We shouldn't be afraid of this stuff. And I, the one negative, the only negative I have is that I feel that some people will walk away from this movie going like, "Well, you know, the regular guy always kind of gets screwed, and the only chance we have is to try to screw them back with like these short squeezes and stuff." Well, yeah. no, you like, could just like this was a weird just, once in a lifetime. Investing once in a lifetime opportunity we'll never see again yeah when in fact you actually can do this every single day you just have to pay attention and you have to be smarter than wall street and find something that they've never heard about 
Yeah. Well, maybe someone will make a movie about us someday, Dave, in our community that actually makes money not by squeezing hedge funds, but by actually picking good companies to invest in. Like Dumb Money 2, the sequel, will be all about us. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. The only way that but... will happen is if we self-fund that movie and hire our own producers and directors no. and... Cast. I, I do have a big trade coming up that I, I want to talk about, not today, but on our next episode, whenever that is. But, but can we talk <laughs> so about, maybe can we talk the about the, a subplot that was in this movie and and something that I didn't really think that they were going to go into? And not until I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was all during this time frame. Robin Hood, the app. Yeah. About a quarter of the way through the movie, I leaned over to Megan and said, this is such good product placement for them. Every trade is like you do that app experience with the confetti and, and it's fun and exciting. And the app yeah. really kind of became a character. And then the founders come in and it kind of is like this moment where you you turn against them uh, when they, as we know, there's a plot point. This is just a piece of history. Robin Hood, and we were pissed off about this. Robin Hood uh, turned off the buy button just for uh, GameStop. And you couldn't buy it. You could only sell it, which that forces the stock price down. I think what was so they addressed that, that is that we didn't, and this might be giving away part of the plot. And so I don't know if I should, I should do that. But there were some implications about why that happened that they kind of insinuated in the, in the movie that, you know, I, at the time, I wouldn't have really thought that that was what was going on. Um, so well, it, uh, we went back and watched the episode of us debating it, and uh, and Chris and I were convinced that that was what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say this: if you are pissed off at what Robin Hood did when they eliminated your ability to buy GameStop, right? If you're pissed off at Robin Hood and their management team, you are going to love this movie because they <laughs> make. Those founders look so douchey. They yeah. rip on them they so did. hard yeah. in this movie that you are going to have the best time mm -hmm. of your life just watching them just shred Vlad and his co-founder in this and, movie. Like I was and the way they characterized it. I don't know if any of that is real, but they did such a good job of just making <laughs> you like feel like these guys are douchey. I don't know if they are. I've never met they, him, so. you've, you've met Vlad. I, I can't speak from firsthand experience. Yeah, I listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about <laughs> that, but but I will say this this movie, they were out to get them. Somebody affiliated with this movie said, I am going to humiliate them through their our characterization of Vlad and his co-founder. Like I think especially those two. I think everybody else's characterization, even if it wasn't in a positive light, was probably somewhat realistic or you know yeah yeah i i, I thought I now, think you're right. those two specifically were demonized now ken at citadel he's suing right he's suing sure. sony and the film i think i don't know what there I don't were know some what articles doing. a few weeks back about this i don't know where that sits um i don't know. I, I don't know if he's trying to get the movie stopped or <laughs> ken griffin right uh, he does not look good he, he does not come off he does not come that's off fun. good, but he comes off, I don't think, that out of Well, and that's, that's the thing. That, you, you, even, you know who even came though, off good? I was surprised. Like, 
they actually Steve Cohen looks pretty cool in the movie. Like he yeah. he his Steve Cohen's character is pretty cool. I think you I can look at Steve Cohen's movie. past and realize that's a guy who's been through some shit, right? So. Yeah, the, the pig and the, the pig. <laughs> like, that that's great. in the trailer, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I feel like you're you're right. This there, there was kind of like this thing where we wanted uh, the underdog to win, but in the end. Wall Street really wins, and all of these guys aren't. You know, they they had they had some bad times, but you know, in in the end, they're going to be okay, right? Yeah, and th- let's talk about the end, Dave. Right? Like, what do you guys think about how it ended? Because I was really nervous. This I was yeah, so, really enjoying the movie, and I was nervous they were going to screw up the ending. Right? Like, again, not not giving away plot, but no, we no. we live streamed the uh, the hearings, so everybody knows that the hearings happened. And they did. Su- I thought they did a fantastic job of blending the actual footage from the hearings yeah. that we were live streaming. So, like, I know that that footage, mm-hmm. and they put the actors in doing the answers. So, like, the real the real uh, you know lawmakers asking their questions, and then the actors doing the answers. And I thought that that was was great. And we all know that at the end, Roaring Kitty gave his rallying cry of I like the stock. Although I feel like the movie didn't do a good job of like, they should have set up the, I like the stock as his key tagline so that when it came back at the end, we would be cheering for him. And when they dropped the, you know, Cardi B music again, but they didn't try to get too artistic with the ending. They actually gave us an ending that was, they ended the movie properly. And I, I walked away and thinking that that was a fun night. It was a fun night. It was night. a fun like, night, but we didn't get, because, because this is the way that history actually played out. We didn't get that. We had a revolution and now the, the little investors are on an even playing field with wall street. We didn't get that. We basically saw there were some winners. There were some losers on the individual investors. All these hedge fund guys that were uh, against this trade had major financial losses, but in reality, Wall Street always wins. That's not and I true. Feel like Wall Street we, doesn't win. Part two, part two would be us showing how no, the the money actually can always win. That and that's where I feel like the movie missed missed an opportunity to like leave you on the positive note of potentially being you know forever on an even playing field with wall street the way someday, we know you can be someday we will make the real movie <laughs> to represent <laughs> right um dumb money as it really should re- be represented but until then i i thought they did a good job I, I had a lot of fun man i think this is a movie that some people i think I think the Reddit crowd will go to the theater to see the movie. I think some people will go to the theater to see the movie because it's kind. Of, they've done a great job with marketing, quite honestly. They they killed it, uh, it even in a time with the with the actor strike and the writer strike. So we don't really have any yeah. of the actors doing press for the movie right now, which is which kind of kills most marketing strategies. But I've seen enough. What? No, I thought I no. heard something about Dave. the writer strike being over tomorrow. They're going to end it tomorrow. Yeah. So, no, wait, but that's the writer strike. Are the act the actors are still on strike? And are usually, they? writers don't go on the Today Show to talk about their movie. It's oh. the it's the actors that usually are the ones out on you know the Tonight Show and the Today Show and oh, Kimmel I didn't and realize it was. I didn't realize it was just. I, I thought there are the two strikes going on, and they're separate from each other. And so, the actors being on strike mean. Basically, yes, the Tonight Show is still dark because there are no writers, 
but there are even when the writers come back and and Fallon's able to go back on TV and tell jokes that someone wrote for him, we still have actors not able to go sit on the couch and talk about their movie. But here's the thing also, like this movie, like I said, some people will see it in the theater, but the truth is it's going to Netflix. I think they already have their Netflix deal. Everybody's going to watch this on Netflix. I think this is going to be like one of the top Netflix movies the month it comes out. Like there's no doubt in my mind this movie's going to absolutely crush on Netflix. It's such... It's a fun movie to watch, man. The talent is insane. It, people are going to love this movie on Netflix. It's going to do great. Jordan, I'm going to have to mute you. Your mic's uh, messing up. Uh, I agree. I think that if I weren't so like involved in the plot of this movie, I would have waited to see it on streaming. It's not one of those like yeah. must-see in the theater movies. Although, for me, seeing it in the theater with a group of people who there were s scattered amongst this audience. It was a packed uh, theater in Times Square. Uh, there were definitely other creators in that audience that saw themselves on screen. And I, I just thought that was like a unique experience that I'll never be able to uh, recreate. So Dave, we saw the movie and we had dumb <clears throat> money um, pe people oh, yes. in the theater. Yes. They took pics with us. After the show, it was so much fun. We got to hang in the lobby um, with a few people who watched the show, and I, I that, that 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 was unexpected. Yeah, you, sent, you sent me some uh, some pics. some pictures from the theater with with our actual uh, viewers. <laughs> it was awesome. No, it was a fun night, and I'm going to go see. I I I'm going to see it again, Dave. Because my family didn't see, they couldn't see it because we had conflicts that night. So when it comes out next week, I'll go with Amy and the kids. Uh, well, here it, it, it actually starts at. Uh, I think there's a three o'clock show today. If you want to go see it. Oh well, well no, we can't. We can't <laughs> see. We, we got we got other stuff. We can't see it today, but we'll go see it again in the theater. I can't. I can't wait. And this time, I'll actually know where we pop up, so I'll actually be watching it. Someone actually sent us a, a a photo of the screen with us on it. Who? I don't know. They emailed it yesterday. Uh, but, oh, they but did? It, but they barely caught it, and it's like while our thing is sliding, and so it's like kind of blurred. Blurry, and, yeah. Yeah, you can't really see, see it, or I would have had it please, ready to pull Hey, guys, it. please send it. If anybody <laughs> sees the movie today, go send us the pic. Please. Where do they email it to, Dave? Just like... Uh, they just sent it to me on. Uh, no, I'm Dave saying where at, should they email Dave at dumbmoney.tv or send it to to I can never remember. It's hi at dumbmoney.tv. I believe goes to us. Okay. Please send us a pic of. We're at the one hour and three minute mark. I think roughly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I wish fun. I wish I had some uh, some uh, soundtrack music to play us off, but I, I don't. I just have our our theme song. So we're just Guys, going to to that. subscribe because we have a couple really good episodes coming up. I do have a big trade I'm going to be placing starting today. Um, we'll talk about that. We also have our biggest trading mistake we'll never make again. That's coming up in our next episode. So please uh, please give us a thumbs up if you haven't subscribe. yet, guys. Yeah, definitely. There, there was some research recently that thumbs ups actually are uh, playing a role these days in, in what gets recommended. So please thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe if you haven't already. Until the next one, we're done money. We'll see you then.